This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. Make sure you get come on out to the Brewings off Garth Road in Baytown because we are having a blast. The doors are now open. The beer is ready to start flowing very, very soon because Houston's going to play and Houston's going to win and Houston's going to cover for you. They better. I got I got a little bankroll on them, Jerry. And the Dolphins are going to – no, 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 no. We, we don't – because I hate how you threw it like, hey, Dell. so what are your Dolphins going to do today? Like, like he's going to just come out with something like this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to attack. No, attack. They're just trying to survive. <laughs> I just hope Josh Rosen doesn't die. This is that's what the coach says in the in the in the locker room right before. Like, all right, we just need to survive. There will be no attacking, no winning. Just make I it mean, out in one piece. If you're, you're now, if you're asking actual questions, there's questions about their offensive the line because uh, Jesse Davis, their starting left tackle, got hurt last week. Not sure how healthy he'll be if he'll even play. And their one of their guards is out for the year, so another backup will be playing definitely. So, if you, uh, I don't know if they're props on Bosa or Ingram, you might want to take a look at those. Um, as far as sacks are concerned, because I think Rose is going to get hit plenty t- today. Sack props coming up. We're going to check that prop out, and we're going to check the New England one also here very soon. Let's get rid of some of these uh, questions because we've got plenty of them. With Terry McLaurin out, T.Y. out, should I go to Marcus Robinson or Miko Hardman PPR scoring? Oh, man, that's <laughs> – so You want to pick your left or right I side know, of your I nose? I know. That's a real tough one. I'd probably go with Robinson – but I can't blame you. Look, hard win on the turf. Uh, oh, yeah, man. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. team. I'm team Miko, and everyone's talking about the last time we saw Mahomes throw in a, in a, in a dome. Remember, it was that pass that looked like it was 80. Now this is his first start in the dome. I'm curious to see what Mahomes is going to do. This, we're going to see one of them deep, deep balls because yeah. we've seen it before, and that's what everyone keeps uh, talking about. So Miko Hardman to me is the guy to have here, but like I say, you can go either way here. Both of them are trying to play that one slot position. I've got uh, I've got Robinson at 28 in PPR, and i got Hardman at 30, so it's really close for me. We also got a, got a shout-out here for Dell. Is that Dell doing radio on a Sunday? Hey. Yeah. It's Dell. <laughs> I've done it before. It was five years ago. Actually longer than I think I'd ever do it again, but here I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, just to clear some things up, Jesse Davis, starting left tackle, is out for the Dolphins. Also, Bobby McCain, starting safety, out. And their nickel back, Jamal Wilt, is out. So, if you if you got any chargers in your, on your fantasy, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, you might, you might want to start them because uh, multiple starters in that Dolphins secondary out for the day. Ooh, what world do you live in? Nickelback is never out. <laughs> Nickelback is uh, always yeah, in. Yeah, we heard him earlier yeah. before the show started. <laughs> We're going to play Nickelback for the ins and outs here throughout the show because that's what we do. But, no, let's get serious here. That's a lot of injuries. Yeah. And that means a lot of sacks, maybe some turnovers, some bad throws. Dude, Keenan Allen's going to have himself a day. Mike Williams I was a little worried about, but, man, I'd, I'd fire up your Chargers. Fire up your Chargers and – I'm worried about a few guys, so let's go over to the Gal Media injury expert. What you got for us? Breaking news. News flash. All right, guys, so we got plenty of stuff coming through this week. Starting off up in Baltimore, Mark Andrews is going to be active, although 
He says he's feeling good and is ready to play. He didn't look quite as good last week as he has in the past, so be cautious with him. Buffalo running back Devin Singletary, he's inactive with a hamstring injury. Buffalo tight end Tyler Croft is out with an ankle injury, so that means Dawson Knox could potentially be pretty nice for the second straight week. Cleveland wide receiver Rashard Higgins, he's inactive with a knee injury. Matt Stafford, despite a little hip injury, he's going to play. He's going to be good to go. Detroit wide receiver Danny Amendola, he's inactive with a chest injury. Indiana Indianapolis Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton is inactive with a quad injury. Damian Williams remains out for the Chiefs, so that means LaShawn McCoy is going to start. Darrell Williams, not Damian, Darrell Williams is going to spell him. Tyree Kill remains out with a shoulder injury, but look to see him be in contention to play next week. Justin Jackson is out for the Chargers. That means Austin Eckler is going to be the number one guy. Melvin Gordon is going to get some carries here and there. So this might be the last week that you get to fire up Austin Eckler as your number one guy. Travis Benjamin, he, the right wide receiver, he is also out for the Chargers, as is Mike Williams and tight end Virgil Green. So they are seriously hurt in the receiving options. Um, Michael Badgley, their kicker, he remains out, so that means Ty Long is going to continue to fill in their punter. Alan Hearns, the wide receiver for Miami, he's out with the concussion, as is Albert Wilson, who is inactive with the calf injury. Rex Burkhead, you guys talked about him earlier, he's going to be active this week despite a foot injury. Julian Edelman is also active despite a chest injury. Saquon Barkley, everyone knows he's out with the high ankle sprain. Russell Shepard, he's out and he's on the IR, so that means Cody Latimer and Benny Fowler need to step up their production. Dwayne Harris, wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, he's out with an ankle injury. Terry McLaurin, we touched on him earlier, he's inactive because of a hamstring injury. And Jordan Reed, Washington tight end, remains out due to concussions. That's all I've got. There we have it, man. There's a lot of them this week. Jeez. It's tough, but you got people like Fowler needed to step up and in the DFS world. Somewhere along there, those minimum pay guys are going to shine. Those 3,000 salary guys, that's where you're going to find some shine. So if you can pick out which one's going to get in the end zone, maybe get you about five, six catches, someone's going to get the looks. No doubt about it. It's all just finding those good bargains. Quickly, I would like to hit on just a couple guys I like this week for fantasy. And uh, one of the guys I talked to you guys about this during the break, I kind of like me some Josh Jacobs this week. John Gruden came out, said we need to throw him the ball more. We know that Indy, they're dealing with some serious injuries. Uh, Hooker's going to be out. Um, Darius, he's, uh, Leonard, he's going to be out too. So look for look for Josh Jacobs to actually do something this week. I, I know he, he probably hurt you last week in a tough matchup, so if you're able to avoid him, get him in your lineup this week. Also, in that same game, I kind of like Marlon Mack. I have him as a top ten running back this week. Oakland. You know, they're Oakland, so I think he can actually do something for you. I think Joe Mixon's a guy that maybe you give him another try this week. He finally showed something last week, so he's somebody you want to get in your fantasy lineup. And aside from that, at wide receiver, we talked about it. We like Sammy Watkins this week, at least I do. I think you keep firing up Larry Fitzgerald, man. He is just the ageless wonder, and he's so involved in that offense. He's maybe a guy that you're not thinking about, but he could do something. Amari Cooper's been fantastic. Our boy Trey's here, so i got to give the Cowboys some love. So those are some of the guys I'm liking at running back and receiver this week. Jacobs, I'm with you, but uh, I'm kind of scared of him because it's a lot of lip talk from the way that he actually goes out there and plays. He's he's ranked 50th amongst running backs in routes run. He's only run 30 routes. He's only got three targets. So with him, they have to be in the game script. Like you saw him when he went off, they were in the game. If they ever fall behind, Jalen Richards pretty much gets as much snaps as he does. So it's kind of – or Jalen Richard, I'm sorry. Uh, 
gets the same amount of snaps as him. So that's the only thing that scares me. He can be outscripted out of the game. It, but see, I think with Gruden coming out and saying we have to throw him the ball more, I, I think that's telling us. Like, I've watched Jalen Rashard; he's been terrible. So. I think that you have John to Gruden run the routes, that. though. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not even getting the routes run, that's not even his. His it, it, they're not even putting him out there for that, though. Like, it'd be different if he's running routes. They're not even. That's not what he's out there for. So, how many more targets do you think that they're going to get him? He's got three all year, three targets. I expect him to get three or four targets just today. Okay, uh, and that and Jerry, this is just going off of Gruden saying we got to get this guy the ball more in the passing game. If you watch them, he's important to their offense. He's a good player. And remember, coming out of Alabama, he's really good at catching the ball. This is not something that he's not good at and they haven't been doing it. They just thought they had a specialist in Jalen Richard, and he just hasn't been very good. So I think they need some help at playmakers. And I've been watching Josh Jacobs. He's, I'm not going to say super explosive, but he's just below that stud status. I think they're going to lean on him today. So that's just me kind of going off what Gruden said. Hey, sometimes the coaches lie to us. We know Pete Carroll lies to us all the time. But if Gruden's true to his word, they're going to get him involved more in the passing game. And with those injuries to the Colts, I, I mean, can't that's see, big. And that's what I think we talk about script, and I don't think he could get out, scripted out of this game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's going to work in his favor because this game is going to be a one-score game, I, 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 in my opinion. I think it's going yeah. to be a one And if, it, if that's the case – then I think he stays in the game. I think it's just a matter of when everything – but at that point, I think they throw everything out, the, out of the window and they just go with what is working at the moment because if you look at them, it's a tight end that leads the, lead, the team in receptions. Yeah. It's not even Ter- Terrell Williams, which is someone that you, has his moments and you've seen say, man, he's, he's doing something. He can be a one. He can. And remember, uh, Ter- Tyrell Williams, you know, he was dealing with the hip issue last week. He still played. I think it was a hip pointer. It was Josh Jacobs. He was dealing with a hip issue, and he was sick. What did he say? He lost 10 pounds last week from having the flu or whatever. So I benched him knowing that. I'm like, man, he's going against the Vikings. He's been sick all week. He's lost 10 pounds, and he's dealing with a hip or a groin issue. I think he's going to be ready to go this week. That's why I like him. But you know what? We shall see. The games will tell us who is right, Jerry. You know, and that's what it, uh, it's all about. We, we try to put you on the right side. We try to predict, but... In the fantasy, you know it's anything. You can. There's vultures. There's touchdown vultures. Yep. There's injuries. There's a little bit of everything. So at the end of the day, we try to put you on the right side, and that's what we continue to do here. We got about 45 minutes till kickoff. We're out at Brewings. Come see us in Baytown. Come see us. Come get a beer. I got your first beer if you show up. I don't even care. Let's do it like that. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. <laughs> You're listening to an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter, at Josh Jordan 97.5, at Carlson Radio, at Jerry Bowe Knows with a Z. The Z is free. I'm still out of Twitter jail. I serve my probation time. Life is looking good. And so let me bring you the sharp money report. Teams that are getting the most, let's say, dollars but not tickets, the biggest discrepancy in the both, and that goes to tell you where the pros are betting, where the bigger bets are coming in. Tampa Bay at plus nine 
is number one on the list, followed by Miami, 14 and a half, is considered a sharp bet. Oakland, third on that list. So always remember, in the world of gambling, you're not buying what's pretty. You buy what's ugly, and then when it starts becoming getting value to it, Whenever the lines catch up, per se, then you sell it back. You, you, you pass on things that were pretty last week because the perception is always high. The numbers are driven by perception. Once the number gets driven off what the computer or whatever the odds maker put it out to be, then it's not a natural line. It's, it's driven. Say, say one side just comes out and hammers one line all the way on one side. The, the, number, the, the books have no option but to, to raise the number. They don't want to gamble. Whether they think, man, that's the right bet, they do not want to gamble with you. They want to make the line even. So, again, if the line is set and you're telling me that it's that wrong, I'd rather be where the money's at, where the sharps. And, again, Tampa Bay is getting the most bets this week. Tampa Bay plus nine. I know it's ugly, but you buy what's ugly in this gambling world. You polish it off by winning bets, and when, as soon as it starts looking good, you sell it back. Man, that one's a tough one for me. I just – everything you said makes sense. I'm just – got Tampa's – so bad to me. They you know are. what I mean? Like, but it is a lot of points, so I get where you're coming from. Because, I mean, I don't, we don't think the Browns are that good, and that game came down to being pretty close with the Rams and the Browns last week. And I understand the Rams are at home this time around. But So 9.5 is where that one's at. Opened at 9, so only really moved about a half point. So that one's interesting to me. The other one that you talked about was the Cowboys game during the break. We were talking about that one a little bit. I guess uh, kind of run everybody through why you like Dallas today. I just don't see how New Orleans is going to move the ball. The t- the games that they've been in, what has Teddy Bridgewater shown us? That's my question. Let me ask right. you that. Because I was curious, don't get me wrong, I was curious to what he was going to be, but that offense isn't moving the ball. They got, what, two defensive touchdowns last week? So it was a little misleading, right? Exactly. I'm glad you said that because the box score guy is going to read that and say, man, they were in this game. They're actually not that bad. At Seattle, a place that's traditionally hard to play. Mm -hmm. Did you catch any of that game, Dale? I didn't. I I didn't watch it. Um, Obviously, I saw the two defensive scores. And like you said, if – as a guy who didn't watch it intently, you, you watch the game, you're like, or you see the score at the end, you're like, oh, okay, the Saints aren't. Saints may have it, may have a thing with Teddy Bridgewater in the lineup, and then you see what what actually happened. If you start to just look at the, some of the numbers, you're like, yeah, um, you if you're Seattle, you're like, how the hell do we lose this this football game? I don't, I don't trust the Saints. I'm with you with Dallas. I, I mean, they struggled late. I mean, early against the Dolphins, but you could see the level of talent. Dak and uh, and Amari Cooper have it going. What is that? Is it four touchdowns in three games for Amari? I I would expect that to probably continue tonight in in New Orleans. I mean, we saw Teddy. It was he came in um, against the Rams and it, and there was nothing going on, which you can't really blame him for just stepping in. But even against even against Seattle, 177 yards didn't need to do much. Was fortunate to not have to do much. His average depth of target, elite low, 3.3 yards. He had 19 completions that averaged 1.8 yards downfield. That's telling you all he was doing was yeah. dunking it down. It's scary to go up against that defense, and that's where this all lies down because if he's going to dump it down, the, the Cowboys, they let you do that. They surrender the pass to the running back because they're young, they're fast, and they collapse to the ball. And that's what's going to go down here. I'm just – oh, that uh, Kellen Moore, what has he done to the, to the offense because he figured it out. We have one of, if not the best, running back in the league. So they have to put men in the box. So if we pass at a top five rate in the league and we spread it out, 
how are they going to stop us? They're not. And the thing I wanted to bring up, too, is Dallas has handled Kamara pretty well when they faced him. So, And he was a big, big – he had a huge game last week. He was a big part of them winning. And if they're going to hold him in check, if Kamara's not going to have a big game, I don't see the Saints winning. And I don't think he's going to have a big game. I think, to your point, they're, they're going to tackle him and, you know, let him catch a little two, three-yard pass and get him to the ground. I know he's shifty, but man, Dallas got a good defense. They can tackle, man. So, And I just fired on this game, too. I took the Cowboys. So I think this is one where I think they cover. So it's a field goal game, basically, yep. right? So then you say everything we just broke down on the offensive side of the ball, we like Dallas better today, right, yep. with the Teddy being there. On the defensive side of the ball, I like Dallas that much better because who have the Saints been? Deshaun Watson was the quarterback three week one. Yep. Goff was nine, and Wilson was number, number one. one. He was huge last He was number one. That's quarterbacks. On the ground, they allow 4.95 yards per carry. So, again, how are they going to stop the Cowboys from scoring? And when the Cowboys do score, how are they going to score on the other side? I don't see it. Cowboys win this game by at least 7 to 10 points. That's my play of the week. You heard it. Boom. I like that one, Jerry. I think that one's really good. Let's uh, let's quickly move to another game. We haven't even talked about this one at all because it's not that exciting. But let's get into it because there might be money. Jerry always says it's not always the pretty games where you cash. Sometimes it's the ugly games. Tennessee at Atlanta. That's a little ugly, right? This one, you know, Falcons, nothing too interesting here. They're favored by field goal at home. Do we have a play on this one? What do we think goes down here? We spoke about earlier about who is Atlanta. I don't know, but... I know I'm st- I know pretty good who Mariota is, yeah. right? And I know Stinky. what that offense yep. is, and I know that people overreacted when they beat the Cleveland Browns week one. But yeah. now that we know who Cleveland is, or we're starting to see who they might be, who are the Titans? I think they're bad. I do too. I think right here is a moment that, although Atlanta's bad, I think that. Atlanta wins this game by more than that three points and not something that I'll be betting hard because it's hard for me to back that Atlanta team, to be honest with you. They they got everything they – what is in the, on paper? What other offense do you want? Because they have he has weapons. He does, but, God, they struggled to run the ball this year, and they're having a lot of offensive line injuries too. What does that do to? I mean, I think, you know, they're starting some rookies on the offensive line. They've also had some injuries. Freeman just doesn't seem like the same dude anymore. You know, he he had a decent game last week, but he's been struggling to start, you know, start the year. It worries me a little bit. The one guy I wanted to bring up cuz remember how many questions we got about Calvin Ridley last week and we thought he'd have a pretty good game. That did not happen. So, I think maybe he bounces back a little bit this week against Tennessee. So, I think Ridley's a guy I'm interested in. I'm I'm sorry we told you to go with him last week. He didn't come through, but he is a little boomer bust for touchdowns with Ridley. You know, it's you kind of need him to get in the end zone. Dell, what's the over under? How many more games before we see Tannehill? The the thought was even when he signed that they're probably playing the worst quarterback only because he was the guy they drafted number two overall. I mean, I think they go to one and three. I mean, at, as much as your questions about Atlanta remain, and I'm right there with you, I do like them at home against a team who can't score. Yeah. Um, I I don't see how Tennessee scores points. I just just the, just Mariota's limitations throwing the ball downfield, or just his unwillingness to do it. Um, I think I think Atlanta has enough to win that game by three. Uh, as far as Tannehill's concerned, one and three, you probably give him one more start. If they fall to one and four, you probably see him. For I mean, unfortunately for Titan fans, it's not like he's the future. It's not like you can point to Tannehill and go, <laughs> okay, our number two overall pick stinks. 
we'll we'll take we'll take this guy because he's young. He's just he's just Mariota in a different form. You're never going to be happy with him, and he's going to frustrate the hell out of you. But he'll he's probably your best option. You throw to one and four. I think he's he's in the in the lineup. You're throwing him into a fire pit. Mariota, 17 sacks taken already, most by any quarterback through week three since 2012. Oh, uh, two. I'm sorry, since 2002. 17 years back, no one's taken that many 17 sacks in three weeks. And they always talk about how uh, even Houston's Watson holds the ball too long. So is it a matter of the receivers not getting open? Is it a matter of him having happy feet as a lot of these quarterbacks are getting out? Because it seems like Mariota has that same, same disease. He he has to take off. He does. And I'm not giving him the pass. He, they loaded him up with weapons this time around. They, they hit it in the draft. Uh, you know, you can say what you want about Corey Davis, but he was a talented player, a top five guy. They took Brown this year. They have Delaney Walker. Henry out of the backfield is not a bad option. So he, he has players around him. I just don't think he's that good. Let's move on. Seattle at Arizona. This one could be kind of interesting. You know, a couple quarterbacks can move around a little bit. They can throw the rock around. This one's moved a little bit, Jerry. It opened up as the Seahawks' three-point favorites. Now it's up to five and a half. Which way are you leaning here? I like the over. Yeah, 48. We talked about how good the Cardinals' defense can make anyone look, right? Kyle yeah. Allen looked like the yeah. second coming of Joe Montana. Uh, you know, he's Joe, out there. I said Joe Montana. Oh, Joe Montana. <laughs> That's who he looked like. Great actor. <laughs> <laughs> but now you say, what is he going to make Russell Wilson? What is he going to make him look like? Yeah. He's going to one-two step all over him, all over that field. Seattle. Fire them up all over the way. Fire up the, the the wide receivers to run everyone on Seattle because there's going to be points in this game. This is a game that I'm going to be hitting from a total standpoint over. We know that Arizona, they run at the highest pace. They're running. They had more combined no huddle snaps or, or plays than the whole league combined in those three weeks. They're running no huddles. They're running four wide receiver yeah. sets more than the whole league combined. But it's like. They don't know how to play red zone offense. They they play in between the 20s, mm-hmm. inside those 20s. But then when they get inside the red zone, they play that same offense. And it's like, you have to change it. The field's shorter. Yeah, they, they got to make some adjustments there. Uh, quickly, a lot of people worried about Chris Carson before we go to break. Been having some issues fumbling. You know, Pete Carroll's come out and kind of endorsed him. If he fumbles again, is he going to see the bench? I, I, he needs to. I, I want to see when do we get Penny. You know he's been banged up. Yeah. I think they probably would have tried that a little sooner if, if he, you know, if he'd been healthy. So uh, something to start Chris Carson this week, everybody. But just keep in mind, if he puts the ball on the ground again, he may not see the field. At least next week, he could be in trouble too. And they're such a run-heavy team. Remember yeah. the NFC's top rushing team. A team that you can count for 32 to 34 carries a game, but Chris Carson's not going to take all those. So say he takes 20. Yeah. Who's going to take those other 13? They need Penny back. Procise they even mixed in last week. So it's that backfield's getting a little bit messy. They should have never got rid of, who was it, Mike Davis? Yeah. Yeah, he's with, what, the Chicago. Bears Chicago. Yeah. They should have kept him. He was serviceable for what they needed. Yep. Penny never showed that. He's been hurt since he came in. You know how it is. When you spend that first-round pick on a dude, you get chance after chance after chance. You get married to him. Yep, you do. We're going to marry some lines here coming up. We are going to get into the sack props because we found value just with us talking here. Sometimes you got to talk and you got to break it down. You got to figure out these injuries. And you heard how bad Miami's struggling. We 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 talked about how much New England's going to gonna double team sometimes to, to make it hard to make. Allen say, okay, you're going to tuck it. 
We'll come and get it because we're going to play. What if we put a spy? Let's see Allen Al run the spy, and we're going to double team. Or we'll single coverage on John Brown and have us beat us. Let's see yep. that happen. Let's see them beat us on a Sunday morning. You listen to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. In the parking lot, my trunk waving. The candy gloss is immaculate, it's simply amazing. The male bows poking wide on the candy leg trunk, open screens on me. I'm sleeping. Don't sweat the technique. This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. This is the spot. we got 30 minutes till kickoff. If you're out there wondering who should I start, who should I sit, where should I put this money? Jerry, I'm still chasing from Saturday. These games killed me yesterday. Help me out. Well, these next 30 minutes are just for you. At Carlson Radio, at Josh Jordan 97.5, at Jerry Bonos, and our man Dell's out here on a Sunday Dude, working with us. How great is this? Hey, Dell, he fits right in with us, though. He, he's a football guy. I, uh, not so much the Dolphins. Let's leave that out of this equation <laughs> because I don't want to mess up my man's morning. Oh, don't worry. I've uh, I've come to grips of what this what the hell the season's going to be. Don't worry about it, Jerry. <laughs> uh, and, and seriously ta- uh, speaking here, are you at least a little excited for not excited is a strong word, but at least to see a change coming soon with them maybe having a pick and getting a new quarterback? And I do appreciate that um, that there is a plan in place, whether whether it comes to fruition or not. That's a different story because uh, the guy making the picks has to get him right. But at least there's a clear clear objective there isn't this middling thing where if we had a high-priced veteran that only would have come here because we overpaid maybe we maybe we go 10 and 6 at 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 best when that had when that's only happened once in the last since like 2002 um they went 10 and 6 actually since 2008 uh they went 10 and 6 in 2016 i think um at least i know that the organization has a set out goal and they have they've placed a premium on draft picks. They tra- you know they traded Minka and yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers appear to be all gun- they appear to they're going to be awful. So you you might have two top five picks, which certainly makes you feel better about what the season's going to be. And if you have to, if you draft the quarterback, great, um, invest in it, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I like it. That's why I asked because the plan's in place. Like you said, if it comes into fruition, and we'll see that. But if it does. The plan is there. They got plenty of draft picks. They yeah. got plenty of things in place. Hey, everyone's at one point. Let's burn the whole thing down, and that's ex- exactly what happened. That's why you're seeing these historical historical spreads because you've never seen. You can handicap a lot of things, but you can't handicap motivation early in the year. Usually, motivation later in the year when one team's in the playoff, the other one's out. They're just there to collect a check. But early in the year, when teams are like, "Man, I don't even want to be here. These guys are just get me out of here." That's bad, but for the organization, it's good. Like, okay, you don't want to be here. Let's get out. Let's get them out. Let's get some draft picks, and let's start over. you got to start over somewhere. And the timing's perfect, right? Because you got to figure Brady's only got one or two years left. So this is a great time to rebuild, you know, bring in some draft picks, develop them for a year or two. Hopefully Brady's retired, and, you know, then you're just dealing with Sam Darnold and Josh Allen, and that, that feels a little more manageable than Belichick and Brady. Let me give you a uh, prop bet here. Let's open up the prop bets for the people last 30 minutes. McCaffrey, 
We know what he can be. 93% of the snaps, he's on the field. So that's not a problem. He won't come off. He's not just a situational guy. My number one back this week, by the way. Number one back, sports map. Mm-hmm. Houston Texans have allowed 24 receptions to the running back position in three games. That's eight a game. Cool. If you go look at Christian McCaffrey today, he's projected at over under five and a half. Give me the over. Christian McCaffrey, five and a half receptions. Take that to the bank. Boom. Man, and that feels like a lot, but you show the numbers. The Texans are giving up eight. Get over there right now to my bookie, Josh, because yeah. I'm putting in right now, and everyone's going to run over there and do it on my bookie. <laughs> and just as uh, some context, his closest comparison maybe in the league, or at least as far as the Texans have played, is uh, Alvin Kamara. Seven catches, 72 yards. That, hey, that catches. That's all you need. And and if we remember that game, it took Kamara a little bit to get going. Yeah, in one second half. They were yeah. chasing, yeah. And once they got going, they started they started moving it, and Allen's going to move. He'll look for that valve. You know, sometimes whenever, say, that pressure is coming, he's going to look to dump it off. I love that bet. No, I think that one makes a lot of sense, too. Quickly on that same game, what do we expect out of the, the Panthers receivers? A lot of people have DJ Moore. He's actually been pretty good. He's been reliable. A lot of catches. Curtis Samuel, I think, could definitely get behind the defense for a big play. Do you like anything with with the receivers on the Panthers today? We know the Texans secondary had some issues. I could see DJ Moore burning yeah. out. I think and that's so what too. they have trouble with the speedsters. They do, and it's concerning. You know, they're finally getting Lonnie Johnson out there on the field. J. Joe just man, he he lines so far up off everybody. It, it's hard to even watch. That 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 worries me a little bit, but I, I still don't think. I'm not too concerned because, you know what, I saw a guy named J.J. Watt actually show up last week. That was fantastic. Who? Yeah, exactly, right? And the rest of the guys, Merciless, a lot of the other guys, they've played pretty well. So if J.J. can continue, I think this is going to be the trend with J.J. going forward. If it's a guy like Ramchick, you know, a good offensive lineman like he faced on the Saints in week one, didn't do much. But he faced a really poor offensive line against the Chargers last week, had a big game. So I think kind of going forward, we're going to see when JJ, when the matchup's good, he's going to go off. But if he's facing a quality tackle, he's going to struggle. Here's the trend I see with JJ. One good HEB commercial, the rest bad. And that's all I think about him. Let's go over to this. Please, I need help. Flex help. Gore, Darrell Williams, Ronald Jones. Thank you in advance. Oh, man. Does it say PPR or not? No. Again, please, guys, make sure you say PPR or not because that makes the world of difference. But let's call it PPR by uh, default. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot on Darrell Williams. Just, you know, I think that they could get up early and be trying to run the ball and throw some swing passes to him late. I know McCoy's going to go, but Gore scares the hell out of me going against the Patriots. You know what I mean? I just – they're so good at stopping the run. It just worries me. If those are your three options, I hope this is a 28-man league because <laughs> if you're out there right now and you're thinking about Gore, Ronald Jones, or Daryl Williams this early into the year, I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. But, hey, we're with you. 713-780-3776. Bottom line. We're the shoulder to lean on. We are. And if you have bad options, pick the bad option on the high-powered offense, right? Exactly. I mean, you know, if, if, if that's where you are. How about Paul Richardson or Josh Gordon? Oh, man. I like Richardson more than normal, but I'm still not starting him over Gordon. Even though Gordon has struggled against uh, Tredavious White, he's done very well against him. So I would lower my expectations for Gordon this week. You know, maybe 65, 70 yards, you hope for maybe four catches. I don't think he gets in the end zone, though. How about Carlos Hyde and his piece of the running back share as to Wayne Gallman, someone that's got the running back share now? (laughs) I'm probably going to go with Gallman. What's alarming to me is – Man, Duke Johnson, they're not really using him as much as I anticipated. 
So it feels like Hyde's kind of, you know, he's going to be the goal line guy anyway. I, I figured they'd be using Duke Johnson a little bit more. So we'll see if they get him on the field a little more this week. I want to pull it up. Like, how many even catches he had last week? It, it doesn't feel like they're using him very much. And I got another one here from the text line. Mixon or James White? I see a lot of people are getting scared off of Mixon now. They are. But you know what? He finally had a big game last week. Um it's kind of tricky, right? He's playing your Steelers on Monday Night Football, if I remember correctly. You know, Andy Dalton usually pretty bad in these national games, so that worries me a little bit. But I'm, I'm going with Mixon. Don't overthink it, guys. It, there's a reason you took him in the first or second round. He finally showed something last week. His offensive line's terrible, and he's been dealing with an ankle injury. So I think he does something decent for you this week. So roll with Mixon. Let's jump into some more of these games. we only got a few minutes left. All right, let's do it. And I was just quickly trying to pull up those Duke Johnson stats, so I'll, I'll give that to you in a minute. Let's get to this one. This is one of the best games of the week. This one's at uh, 325 our time today. Minnesota going to Chicago. I know it could be a little early or ugly with the quarterback play, but a couple good defenses, a couple good NFC teams. Bears only favored by a, touch, or a point. At one point, it went from three to one. Man, the, the over-under is at 38. I mean, they are expecting a low-scoring game here. You expecting the same thing? This is the battle of don't you mess this up. That's what both coaches are saying on the sideline. Yep. Both of them are saying the same thing to their quarterback. Don't you mess this up. And with that thought and the way these two teams play, the under has to be the play here because I can't see them, either of them moving the ball consistently against – the opposite defense. Now, the only thing that scares me here is Chicago is real strong against the run, and Akeem Nix is out today. Dalvin Cook, we know what he's been. Yep. You better be sure that they're going to lean on that. The only thing is that Kirk Cousins can't beat good teams. Yeah, that is the one thought. Not just beat good teams. His teams get beat down. He, uh, particularly, And he's not good is, what, <laughs> is really the bigger issue. Not just not winning. He's not good against good teams. So. And the Chicago with their defense now, and I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Mitch Trubisky putting up points either. To be honest with you, so I do like the under in that one. And that Vikings defense, they held Aaron Rodgers, quarterback 23, Flacco the 17th, Case Keenum 21. So I'm not really thinking money. Mitch is going to be a money at all. It's it's an ugly game. So then you ask yourself, how ugly? Because that's going to be the lowest total of the entire year if it closes there. It is, and this one's a little concerning to me. Just if you look from history at last year, right? Kirk Cousins, I think he put the ball up like 40 times in one of the matchups against him, just because they couldn't run the ball and they, they needed to throw. But I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case here. And I kind of like Trubisky coming out of North Carolina. Man, he's disappointed me this year. He's it, like terrible. The only thing that scares me is Dalvin Cook's ability to make one cut and it goes 70 yards, which can change the total really quickly where you think you have it and then he makes a play and now you're sweating it for the rest of the game you think that zone block or that zone running uh scheme is perfect for him right i mean it's done the world of difference for him and i mean if he doesn't get injured last year he would have done this probably last season he started off real strong he did and i love him with kubiak there, kind of overseeing everything doing that zone running game the play action i think it's gonna work and if if you want to bet on Dalvin Cook today on one of his prop bets on his rushing total or receiving total or how many catches he's going to get, you know where to go, right, Jerry? 
my the bookie. only place. Yeah, it's my bookie, guys. It's time you bet, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. They have odds on every game, guys. Prop bets. If you're a fantasy guy, take the over, take the under on the receiving yards. Nobody pays you out faster. You get your cash when you want it, guys. If you miss kickoff, you know I might be driving home after this later and. It, I'll catch it mid-game. But guess what? I can still bet on it on my bookie. Just pull out your phone. You don't even have to have your laptop out. You can bet in-game live on your phone with my bookie. So don't play on some no-name sports book. If you're going to bet, you want to you get paid. You want to be smart and best with, bet with the best at mybookie.ag. And if you sign up today, guys, double your first deposit. That's up to $1,000 in free money. Promo code radio. When you open your account, use promo code radio. That's at mybookie.ag to get your added bonus money right there up to a thousand dollars free guys play you win you get paid my bookie You're listening to an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. The countdown is on 12 minutes until kickoff, the last segment. And we're going to try to cram in as much winning as we can. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in. One last call, one last question, one last dilemma you got to figure out. We're clear on the text line. Go through the last few games so we can get the people some more winners. All right, man. We're getting – we've almost gone through them. We've done a good job today. We haven't talked about this one very much. We hit on it quickly. Jacksonville at Denver. This is one I'm, I'm on the Jags here. And, uh, man, over-unders at 37, so that's another low total. That's even a lower total than the Vikings and, and the Bears. Which that's is- the one I was thinking about when I was going to say that would be the lowest total. Uh, but from what I'm seeing, and our man Steven also has something on sports map to do with the weather, it's the wind that's going to be a factor. And we always talk about what weather factors do you start throwing into your handicaps where it's going to where it's gonna put an emphasis on something. Rain, not so much because we already said as far as offensively, it's easier for a player to get to where he wants to go to get to his spot rather than the the defensive player having to guess where he's going sure. in wet conditions. That doesn't really do a difference. But wind, that's something that you have to deal with, especially when you're talking about 14-mile-an-hour, 16-mile-an-hour winds. Can these quarterbacks throw the ball through that, that wind, or you think there's going to be a lot of run game? Minshew doesn't have a big arm. That's one of the reasons he didn't get drafted real high. We know Flacco – He's got a big arm. He's got a real big arm. So, and maybe you get a break there because the the air's a little thinner, right? You know, so maybe that kind of works along with the wind that it, you don't have to throw it as hard to get it to go as far. But this is one where I I kind of like the Jags. I I think the Jags are better than people think. I don't necessarily think the Texans just had a terrible game and played way down to the competition. I think the Jags actually have a pretty damn good defense. Ever since Minshew started quarterbacking, you started growing out that mustache. <laughs> yeah, at least I'm not stretching like him before the show in my jockstrap. So what, nobody what was wants up to see with that. that? I know, dude. Nobody wants to see that. But, no, I think this one's kind of interesting. You know, we need to talk about Ramsey. We didn't even know if he was going to be at this game, right, where he's been – pretending like he's injured, saying he's sick, you know, all, all this stuff. He, he wants to get traded. He was on the team playing. So expect Ramsey to play today. I was going to say, you know, fire up Emmanuel Sanders, but if Ramsey's going to play, 
then I don't like him nearly as much for obvious reasons. Um, is there any more games you want to touch? You want to recoup some stuff because we gave the Cowboys out. Yeah. Cowboys, big play for me. I know our man Nicaro on here said, hey, the Cowboys haven't played anyone. Mm-hmm. Today it's the Saints. But I'm thinking completely opposite of that. Get on the other side if you want to, but I'm telling you that the Cowboys are going to stifle them because I can't see them moving the ball. And once the Cowboys get the lead, I can't see them stopping the run. No, I'm with you. And one of the ones I like, I know it's probably a square bet or whatever. People like betting favorites, but I like the Chiefs. How many times are we going to put the line at six and a half or seven with the Chiefs, with whoever they play, and they cover, and you don't win on it? You know what I mean? Like I, like with the Oakland one, I thought that was the most easiest free money ever was it was like a seven-point spread against Oakland. Today we're going to see him against the Lions. I mean – Boy, Detroit, no sleigh in the secondary. I, I could easily see this a game where Mahomes has three touchdowns by halftime. Yeah, and very, you very well could. I think on this one you attack it from I agree everything with you take Kansas City. So take Kansas City team total, but I think that they will get scored on as well. So yeah. I don't want to have that back door open. So going with your point, let's hit Kansas City team total. What's the number at? I think it's going to be about 28, 29 and a half, okay, depending on where you get it, 28, 29 and a half. But I think Detroit can keep it within that seven and a half. We saw what Detroit can do offensively for a little bit in that Philly game. They they won outright. Yeah. we I was on them big. Remember, we, we had Detroit last week, but it was more of the injuries that were on the Eagles side of the ball, and that's why we thought, hey, Detroit right. has a chance here. I mean, uh, the Chiefs are a whole different monster. They are. And, you know, the Stafford's banged up now this week. So you worry about him a little bit. No slay, so I think the offense goes off. I just, I think this is a week where the Chiefs roll again. It's indoors. Got to like that. And if you're on Let's, my bookie, Chiefs team total is 31. 31. 31. Wow. Ooh. Ouch, but I still like it. I like it. <laughs> Dang, that hurt. Man, hurt. All right, let's go over to the HRMP listen line before we get out of here. We have Caitlin Stardom him a question. What's going on, Caitlin? All right, well, um kind of got an issue because Saquon is out for me. So I'm stuck between starting John Ross or Dontrell Inman. And so I know John Ross is on a decline, but Inman, he's going to be in because I also had Mike Williams, and, you know, he's out with the back issue. So I'm wondering which one I should put in my starting lineup. I don't love these options. I'll be completely honest. You know, you love the matchup going against the Dolphins, so Inman does make some sense, but – Give me John Ross in the upside. At least you've seen him put up some big games this year. I think, I think you know, the Bengals, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, I think, against the Steelers on Monday Night Football. So give me that upside. Inman could catch you two balls for 25 yards, and that wouldn't surprise anybody. You just don't know how much they're going to use him. And, and John Ross, he's boomer bust too, don't get me wrong. But at least his upside is higher. I agree with you wholeheartedly here. Inman, one reception, uh, one target for week one, two targets and three targets. That's who he's going to be, and that's a lot to rely on with Inman. You're saying, why are we talking about that he's even in the discussion? Because injuries have put him up in the – but right. that's what you got with John Ross. So why gamble on something that got a chance from an injury on something with John Ross that moved up the depth chart with A.J. Green's injury? Don't yep. gamble on a gamble. Again, don't get cute. Just go with what you know. We got another call. A.J., you're on Moneyline. What's going on? Hi, right, good morning, fellas. I got two questions for you. Both are PPR league. Uh, David Montgomery – Chris Thompson or Emmanuel Sanders, and then the second one—it's a—it's a, it's a uh, Duke Johnson, Darrell Williams, 
Don Brown for David Montgomery, and I need two out of those four. Appreciate it, fellas. Okay. I'll go Emmanuel Sanders with one. You could take the other. I think maybe Montgomery. I think those would probably be the two out of that first grouping. And what was the last grouping, did you say? <laughs> Man, Darrell Williams, uh, he said, but I, I mean, I, I answered the first one. He named like four people. <laughs> That's hilarious. We need to start uh, getting our pins out. Sorry, we don't. I, I think he might have said Duke Johnson in the last group. I just don't know that last group. But out of the first group, uh, I like the two we gave him right there. So, hey, if we missed your question, send us a tweet. At Moneyline975, we'll answer it for you. And um, so, yeah, th- that's who I like there. Man, we're we're up against it. Do you have any final takeaways? What, what should we do? Well, that sound of the alarm means it's time for us to get out of here. And that means that we're going to put our name on something, something that we all feel confident about. So let's do it like this. Josh, what are you going to put your name on? You know, typically I, I want to give out a gambling play, but because I, I talked about it so much on the show today, I'm going to try and put my name on it. Josh Jacobs, I think he comes through for you as a flex this week. I expect at least eh, 15 points. All right, Dell, we need something out of you, the money liners. What's one thing? It could be anything. It could be us betting. It could be fantasy. What's one thing that you feel confident about today? I mentioned it earlier. Uh, if you're a Texans fan, you slog through these type of games before where you think, oh, backup quarterback, This well, we should have this one. I'm not talking about the spread. I'm talking about the under. I'm taking under 48 today. Under 48 in the Texans game. And, Andrew, put your name on some for the people. Danny Dimes, our boy up in New York, is going to have a decent game. He's going to lead the Giants to cover against the Redskins. Danny Dimes to cover against the Redskins. And for me, I'm on those Cowboys hard. They win at least by a touchdown. Pound them to the ground. I see a Cowboys jersey in front of me. He's eating wings before he plays today. Hey, again, I'm going to sign off for the squad. Thanks for joining us. We were out at Brew Wings. Get on out here right now because we're enjoying all these specials. We'll be out here until 2 o'clock. Brewings out in Baytown. Come out and check out the Sunday's 30 bonus wings for $17.99. We'll be out at different brewings every home game this season for Houston. Again, come check us out. We'll be out here until 2 o'clock signing off for the squad. Andrew, Josh Jordan, our man Dell, we appreciate you on this Sunday. And Jerry Bo knows. Peace. <laughs>